0: Welcome back, everybody, to the greatest podcast of all time that was recorded in a basement in Brooklyn in Washington, D.C. I am your host, Kevin. You are now listening, tuned into Chunky Glasses, the podcast. Uh, If you are a returning listener, we thank you. We enjoy doing this so that you can enjoy hearing us do this. If you are new to this podcast or podcasts in general, or just got here by accident because accidents happen. A uh, little bit about what we do. We are a weekly podcast, uh, and we generally uh, break the show up into three segments. First segment is gonna be uh, talking about an issue in the music industry. Second is gonna be uh, talking about an album uh, that may be uh, hot on the charts right now or it may be just something that we uh, wanted to expose you to that isn't so hot on the charts right now and then uh, the third segment is we play a song by smaller artists maybe, I guess I don't want to insult anybody that we're, we're, we've played on this but uh, artists that we definitely think you should hear that just have a single out or whatnot um, uh, to sort of help them out because that's what we do on the, on the podcast and the site uh, this week uh, we're going to be talking about Jay-Z's recently launched uh, music streaming service title. There's lots of... uh, Controversy isn't the right word for this. I I think it's just, you know, another streaming service in an already uh, sort of glutted field. Uh, Then we're going to be talking about the new record from Australian singer-songwriter Courtney Barnett. Uh, It's called Sometimes I Sit and Think and Sometimes I Just Sit. Uh, So we're going to find out how me... Uh, Patrick and Carrie feel about that, and then uh, if you know none of that is to your liking, at the very end of this, uh, we are going to be playing a new song from Richmond band Avers, who, uh, if you are a longtime listener, you know was one of my favorite. Uh, really, they had one of my favorite releases last year uh, with Empty Light, so they are coming back, uh, and we have a new song for you that premiered on AV Club earlier this week. So. That is what we do, and that is going to be this week's podcast, so rather than keep rambling on in this here intro, we will just get to it, so get ready, press play, this is episode number 111 of Chunky Glasses, the podcast, uh, where we're reviewing new album from Courtney Barney. It
1: happens here, and it finishes here. Two men into one man. Nearly were two-word review. just a shit sandwich. That right there is a lot of power. Profession, then <laughs> so wow wow
2: this is gonna be fun <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: you've got thoughts yeah
2: <laughs> mad thoughts you guys I got ready? thoughts
0: you guys ready yep sure all right thanks for coming down to the uh, basement on this uh is this like the first Saturday of spring
3: it is the first Saturday of spring if you go outside and look there's just flowers everywhere it's, it's and
0: beautiful It, catch it is. Catch make noise it's cold it's windy yeah, we were going to put some stuff in the smoker. Uh, it's not because thirty-five mile an hour winds and fire <laughs>
3: don't mix. <laughs> that will get you a visit from the local fire marshal.
0: Yeah, which is this is nice because last weekend uh, we talked about Kendrick Lamar. It was heavy, mm-hmm. and uh, this weekend we've got sp- spring. It's very very light. Yep, uh, we're going to be talking about one Courtney Barnett, Australian singer songwriter. Her new album, uh, and her hype. <laughs> as we often, <laughs> as we often do on this podcast. Um, we're going to be, uh, also talking, we not talking. We're also going to be playing a new song from Avers. Uh, sad to say we are, we are not premiering it. It's mm. premiered on the AV club earlier this week, but,
3: uh. Yeah. It's kind of hard to laugh at those guys.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we just need money, yeah. <laughs> but we could do that. Uh, but first, uh, the big news this week. Uh, was Jay-Z and his friends uh launching a, a new streaming music service called Tidal. Uh this was bought, I think it was Swedish, yep. maybe in Scandinavian, yeah. Uh, he bought it for a uh what we'll just refer to as a metric fuck ton of money. Um 67 million? Yeah. <laughs> um
3: But was that in Scandinavian or in US? <laughs> Good question.
0: Uh we'll put a converter in the show next. <laughs> <time>. <laughs> Uh yeah, so uh fucked out of money. Interesting uh firstly because he was a partner in Beats, which is now the rumors are that Apple is gonna be sort of debranding Beats and then re uh repurposing all the technology And line this. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if Jay-Z jumps ship or not, but uh the gist of this service, uh the main thrust is besides uh it being artist focused, it's all about the artist, which I mean we've heard that before. Mm-hmm. Like everybody says that. Uh, is that they have two tiers uh, there is the normal streaming and then there is the high fidelity streaming uh, and you know the big question right now is is their whole mission uh which is will tidal convince people to pay for streaming music there's no free tier um I want to talk about the uh let's go, let's go after the hi-fi thing first uh streaming music right mhm What what do you guys expect out of your streaming music?
3: I think it's – what I expect is usually different than what other people expect uh, because I actually do pay for a lot of things. And if I get something for free and I really like it, I'll go find something of the artist. Usually if I can find it on the artist website versus iTunes, I'll go and actually pay for it that way. But I do know that in my collection of friends who are pretty avid music listeners, uh, that's a rarity. So for me, the music, I would like for there to be a service where I could actually give money to artists. But I think that if it's going to be something where they don't have it for free and people are able to go find whatever they want to listen to on Spotify or whatever they want to listen Mm -hmm. to on Bandcamp, people are not really going to, unless they have exclusive rights to certain types of music, people aren't going to pay for it. I don't think.
2: Let me, I think you're. Your question was about sound quality. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Well, yeah. so I can. Which we're, but we're getting, know, that yeah, right, but, getting but, that, yeah. but
3: title, you said there's no free. Yeah, there, there's, there's no. There's, there's, there's no, no free, free tier. I mean, the, right. the thing is, is that so it's like a will they pay at all, right. and b will they pay more for high quality? Yeah, yeah.
0: So, so actually, let's and we'll get to the high quality thing. And let's address that that yeah. real quick. So, you know, me as and, and this is my experience as a consumer. um I guess the question when I see this when people are talking about how do we make stream music make money for us the artists and if you're talking like right yeah you know, the thing is is that like casual music consumers uh you know they don't want to pay for it right because they're just not going to engage too much somebody like me and probably you guys like
1: mm-hmm.
0: I, I don't want people necessarily telling me what to listen to. Like I, I I engage that in other things. I don't right. I don't open up my thing, and it's actually why I don't use Spotify. <laughs> we tell people what to listen to. Well, yeah, we do. I mean, I mean, there is that. I, I'm not the, I, the harder part of know, that equation is, is I, getting I, I, them I mean, to listen. But you know, we do tell. I, I may run a stupid music site, no. but I but I, <laughs> but I do. I am at the end of the day a music consumer. Um,
3: <laughs> Which helps when you are also yeah. running a music site. Yeah, I mean, so I also I, listen to. What it. do you mean
2: by you don't want people telling you what to listen? So, to? so I, mean like- I,
0: I, I didn't like beats for this mm. reason because I had curated uh, lists yeah. by people that I'm supposed to trust.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, you know, I'm now uh, this year I'm going to be a 43 year old dude and who has listened to music all his life, like, and I don't trust the. Twenty-seven-year-old millionaire who's curating stuff because they had a hit on there, right. uh, and that was one of the problems with Beats. I started a trial membership today and started fucking around with title a little bit, and in at least in my mind, it's sort of the same problem, right? You know, mm-hmm. you have all these things. You know, one of their other selling points is exclusives. Um, you, if you are a if you're somebody who's going to be paying for this, do you really like you would seek that out maybe in, in like some exclusive box set. Yeah. Now I, I don't need mm. to hear like Jack White's outtakes from wherever, just cause he's a partner in the business, which he is, yeah. you know, all these big, big names, uh, Jack White, Arcade Fire, Rihanna, Kanye, uh, you know, just whoever's been topping the charts. now. Basically everyone
3: who was at Jay-Z's baby shower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, is Gwyneth Paltrow involved in it? Mm. <laughs> because no, if but so, Chris, I'm out. But <laughs> Chris Martin is. Oh, well. You know? they're, they're uncoupled now, so it's okay. Yeah. You know, so, so when I say I, I don't... Daft
2: want, Punk showed up in their Yeah,
0: heads. Daft Punk. I, when, I say, <laughs> when I say that, I, I don't necessarily... I, while I enjoy a lot of those people's music, I don't look to them and be like, well, they made a good song. Mm-hmm. I guess they know everything about music. Right. I'm going like,
3: to listen to what they put together as a playlist <laughs> and, and, and nothing else.
2: Yeah, I mean... Historically, there is precedent for this, and that yeah. is that the film studio called United Artists was originally started by I want to say Charlie Chaplin and two or three other right. big names. Because the idea was, why are we letting these suits take a cut of this money that we're basically the driving force behind? We're creating, we're you know directing, we're making all the choices. We should get all the money, um, especially with the music industry, in terms of distribution being you know just sort of in the toilet in terms of how to monetize it. Mm -hmm. It's I, I applaud the idea that the artists would, take control and cut out the middleman and, you know, keep all the money for themselves. I think the hard part is I don't think any of these artists (laughs) need any (laughs) of my money. Um, That's say I wouldn't pay if the album was really good. I'm just saying like, this is not like uh, a band that just, this is not like Courtney Barnett starting a streaming service. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Who's on the cusp of actually like making a true living from music for the next five to 10 years. This is like people who've been making a living at music for the past decade, if not longer. And it's I applaud it in that sense, but oh. I, I would want to be a little careful about how it's running, and how things gets decided, which goes to your point. Yeah. So now if the reason evolving. I'm going to go on title is that I want to hear Jack White's outtakes, and I'm going to spend my time doing that, I might not hear the new Aver's album, or, Aver's on, album, Aver's yeah, Aver's Aver, album yeah. on Spotify or whatever it's on. So like if if the exclusivity comes from you're getting output from these artists who already have income streams for music that are not really that interrupted yeah um, that's not really exclusivity to me and then the other question is and I mean what's gonna happen is you've 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 now we're now we're at the beginning of this gold rush perhaps mm-hmm. if people can figure out how to monetize streaming services we know that Spotify well, they has, already know how to sp- right but they, they're upset with how, how much- to share the money right right so if this can make a dent and push things in another direction I'm all for it but like do I think this will actually be better than or compete with a Spotify or even RDO. It's gonna be, like you said, about exclusivity and it's gonna be about sound quality. I mean I would pay more for better sound quality. Uh, you, you, Alright. Okay.
0: Well well to get into that, uh I, I queued up a little a little test for us. Uh you won't be able to hear it so good. On, <laughs> yeah, but I'm gonna do a, a blind uh sort of taste test here. Gonna play part of a song here that is uh is is high fidelity just does not describe this song, <laughs> but and then I want you guys to tell me whether this is on title or audio. We're gonna play two samples here. We're tape. Okay. Okay. Here, here's the first one. <laughs>
3: I <laughs> actually saw my high school boyfriend this weekend, so thanks for this. <laughs>
1: right.
0: <laughs> Shh. Listen, listen for fidelity. Okay, that's number one. Okay. Mm -hmm. Here's number two. Same song.
2: Trick. Two is better.
3: See, I think one is better. Okay, better in this eye, better that eye, <laughs> better like this, better like two that. Two is
2: better because I could hear the bass with more warmth yeah. and clarity, and yeah. the drums didn't sound as tinny. You were playing with volume too, so it was a little hard to track. But uh, I thought two was better.
3: For me, I heard more fuzz and overlay in the second. In the second, one? and I liked the first better because it was um, quieter. Okay.
0: Two was audio, one was title. There you go. <laughs> I prefer the audio one, but I, I am an audio whore. I mean, I, <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah, we have the family members. Don't
2: who, you have ooh. that license plate, right?
0: Yeah, I do have that. <laughs> uh, the, the cats have their own <laughs> accounts, uh, <laughs> waiting for meow the jewels to appear on there so that it'll get high <laughs> in your playlist. Uh, but yeah, my point is, is that is is the whole better when you're talking about streaming and stuff. It's it's wildly subjective, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and supposedly, Tidal is delivering this in FLAC, which is a you know right. taper format and stuff. Which, is, by the way, it's hilarious that they use that considering they're not
2: soundboard recordings, right? And like, but they're audience recording, neither here yeah. nor there. <laughs> but none of them are going to get vinyl. None of them are going to get near vinyl, or right. even honestly, like a a well produced CD recording. Like they're just not.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, I I think the push here is going to be, I mean, look, I'm not leaving audio for anybody. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that is, well, I mean, I, I'm not, well, I can turn around the laptop a little bit. Uh, Like, this is sort of clean and stuff, Mm -hmm. but. uh, The interface uh, is not what you want looking for. Yeah, the interface is, is, is not what I like, and it's funny because they actually switched this, but when I pull up third stage this morning, they had the order of the songs wrong for third stage. Mm. So the launch countdown ignition was song number one. Mm.
3: And then in the time, in two hours time, they've, they've fixed it. So it's hilarious. that that's the one that they've recognized a problem with that particular album. I think, and I, I think they, what it, they, they <laughs> saw is
2: somebody played it. <laughs> and it was me. Right. What have you <clears throat> test? I mean, what's the, are there limits to the catalog? Well, that, that yeah, that's
3: uh, I don't know yet. Mm-hmm. I don't is know Taylor either. Swift on it? Taylor Swift is not. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. I don't
3: think. Let's see. Let's see what Taylor Swift decides to. Um, yeah, it doesn't. Ever put her it doesn't in. matter
2: what we like. Wherever Taylor Swift and and the the Pied Piper of the Youngs go is going to be where right. people go.
3: And your comment about the interface being different is actually pretty telling also it's one reason why people pick a particular phone mm-hmm. and stay with it yeah. i mean i'm at the point now where i hate my iphone but i don't have the time or the effort or the energy to switch over to something else so i'm not going to because yeah. it's just too i don't feel like it i'd rather stick with what i know even if it's not as um as good as what it
0: could yeah be. And, and with the hi-fi thing i think what's what's important here is that and this goes for any streaming service uh you know y- we're in the basement listening to this. We're streaming it over some bullshit protocol because uh, I'm using a PC. But you know, hi-fi only matters if you have it going through a good system. I
3: was. Gonna, it, it really depends on what kind of speaker. And, and you I don't have. care who you. If it's look, coming like, through your phone, coming it's... through
0: your phone. No, you can have the data on your phone, but nobody is walking around with a pair of headphones on the regular that are that will represent a high a good hi-fi experience. You're going
3: to have to re- you're gonna I, have to buy like Harman
2: Kardon. I keep coast headphones in my office and that's how I get through bad work days really? when I'm really writing and I mo- I work for the government so I can't yeah, yeah, use, not, I can't use not Scotch. But <laughs> but I use uh <laughs> depends on the day. But uh <laughs> but uh the um I can stream KMHD or I can stream radio. Right. Uh, I can stream Chirp or one of those radio stations. But when I'm ready to like switch over to something I know and I'm not actually, I'm ready to like hear words, I will play things through my phone on those headphones. And the fidelity on Spotify is fine. That's what I'm saying. It's it's fine. But if it were better, if it were distinctly, markedly, inarguably better, I would go to that service probably if the selection was good. Now, here's my other question. I've spent a lot of time curating a bunch of Spotify playlists since 2011. Yeah. If I were to switch to title, can Jay Z make my Spotify playlists <laughs> move over? Well, technically, yeah, he can. It's, a, it's just an XML file. Okay.
0: Um, so, I mean, the technology that's exists. That's, you can rebuild it. That's yeah. huge, actually. Um, huh? That's huge. Yeah, and, and that is huge. I mean, because it's uh, even like. Because again, I, it's time,
3: it, ease, and interface. That's, it's,
0: I, iTunes is rumored, and actually, Bob Sets had the best uh april fool's joke i've ever seen we didn't do one this year we've done a couple like one was the site was closing because <laughs> you were gonna go right
3: uh for for, for av
0: club uh, one <laughs>
3: reviewing classic albums like boston <laughs> yeah
0: one was one was actually uh but you were getting sued yeah one was i like, get yeah that one was the best
3: that <laughs> you owed forty one thousand dollars. and paul had a heart for attack. that song <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, and then, uh, and then, last year was we we turned the whole page over to Hollow Notes. Nice, but which
3: is which up, actually which, was, is up, which is which up right is actually now, less of a joke than
0: you would think. Which is up right now. Go to slash backslash landing two, mm-hmm. and you will see that. Um, but uh, his joke was, and if you haven't read Bob Left since, he, he he was a music insider. Now he's sort of a cranky old man, but he has. Um, some fantastic insights into the modern music industry, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I usually read uh, sort of my emails and stuff. And he, in the morning, he has his email blast, and it was all about how uh, Apple bought Spotify. <laughs> 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 and the thing about it is, and I will definitely put this in the show notes: is that if, if you read anything by Bob Lazarus or even followed the industry, like point by bullet point by bullet point, it was so fantastically on point um, that I got three-quarters of the way through it until I was like, oh, wait. It's April 1st. Damn it. (laughs) Um, But it worked because uh, we are so late in the game with streaming. Yeah. Like, it doesn't... I, I guess there is some maybe utility to Apple launching a streaming service or Tidal. Like, but right now people are invested in Spotify Spotify and maybe audio i don't
3: i don't know that apple needs to launch any sort of service because right. they're linked because the only thing that the only benefit to them would be that you could listen to something stream it and if you like it then you autom- automatically click over and buy it but they're already so ingrained in everything mm-hmm. that if you like something it yeah, pops up and a, says do you, you, you want to buy a piece this of the
0: pie or they they got to reintroduce yeah, it yeah, but
3: but how are they gonna, here's here's
2: mm-hmm. how long before this happens you're listening to a song on spotify or audio you know how like when you listen to a song you, you go to the uh, all songs considered page mm-hmm. and they have the song each song listed they played and they have a little icon that says buy on amazon buy on itunes like that's going to be on spotify in five years no yeah that's going to be how they get their yeah their Connection. Well, it's all, I think it's all on Spotify. I it's, know on Audio. I, seen it.
0: I know on Audio you can buy it from Audio. Um,
2: I never have. Yeah. But
0: uh but I mean all that is is like digital rights management, right? You know, it's just like But uh yeah, so I guess I guess the big point about this is like do we need another streaming service?
2: I don't know. It's uh, hard to second guess Jay-Z because he's a sports agent, which I never He's a businessman. Thought that he's a business comma man. Yeah, so uh it's hard to second guess him <laughs> in that he's not really Failed colossally at anything. I mean, Kevin Durant is one of the players that he's an agent for. Yeah, Kevin Durant is probably the second best basketball player on the planet overall. So, um,
3: well, and he's also marketed. uh, uh, Kevin Durant is not just a basketball player. That guy is absolutely everywhere. everywhere, Right. Um,
2: I mean, he found and made Rihanna. Basically, yeah. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say it's not going to work because. The history has taught me not to guess Jay Z. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned one thing in life, <laughs> but, but I do think that um, when you try to why move, move the question in why is not answered? answer. And I, answer. by the way, that the commercials have all those people, including the uh, Daft Punk guys in their helmets, which is pretty hilarious. But yeah. also. I heard a cut of the press conference where uh, Alicia Keys pulled out the Nietzsche quote about how without music, life would be meaningless. Yeah. And I was sitting there thinking, I wonder how many of these people have actually read Nietzsche. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is probably zero. So um, yeah. not that that means anything, but... Anyway. Well, they they, well pull, they they had to have they her... Pull the, they
0: pulled the quotes that they... Find relevant,
2: and right. skim the road. But they
3: also had to make sure that they attributed that like twice because not only for plagiarism issues, but also because everyone would just think, that, wow, Alicia Keys is so deep.
2: Exactly. <laughs> well, Nietzsche wants uh, rights through his record company, too. Right. I mean, yeah. he's going to be ticked. Right. He's going to pull all his books off of um title. And
3: then Pharrell's yeah. going to bitch about it and say, no, we've been stifled.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know if there's a right answer. I, I agree with you that exclusivity and sound quality are probably the only way that people migrate. <laughs> but if he gets Taylor Swift... That's a game changer.
0: He, isn't he's there? got Taylor Swift's back catalog, yeah. he does not have nineteen eighty nine.
2: Yeah. If he gets it.
3: But he's got the back catalogue, he'll get nineteen eighty nine as soon as she stops selling eighty five thousand right. copies, copies a minute. Yeah.
0: And that's where and that's where and, and this is, we're gonna wrap this up and get on to some Courtney Barn, Barnett, but who? Yeah. <laughs> Barnett. Uh that's that's where uh this like uh as a consumer like breaks my heart. Like yeah. exclusivity is bullshit. Yeah. Like I'm. I'm not a teenager. I don't care. Teenagers don't have buying power. You know. Mm, I, yeah,
2: they do. Hollywood is built on getting teenage boys to buy tickets to movies maybe. in the summer. So. In
0: music, traditionally though, like yeah. a teenager can buy like maybe three or four albums a year, whereas
2: yeah, like I, all the Beatles albums. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> but uh, my my point is is if if when I if I have to start picking and choosing between yeah. my services because I want to hear. You know, like Led Zeppelin finally showed up on on audio, and it was revelatory. I was like, "Oh my god, I haven't listened <laughs> to this in so long!" Right. But it, you know, if I have to start picking and choosing, like I have a very large uh, iTunes catalog, and CD collect, and the internet is and I a, see albums behind you, yeah, and and the and the internet is a a vast high seas uh, ripe for the pillaging, um, so. Uh, you know, really, I think it's got to be about uh, your the quality of service, not necessarily the exclusivity and stuff.
3: What's the pricing going to be on title?
0: It's nine dollars for like regular fi, and
2: A
3: twenty uh, dollars yeah, yeah. for uh,
2: for hi fi. Uh, so it's ten dollars more than Spotify for the hi fi, right?
3: And one dollar less than okay. RDO for the lo fi. Yeah, Ardio is still ten bucks, right?
2: Yeah. I mean they got people to pay two hundred and fifty dollars for headphones that aren't better than Bose headphones. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe it'll work.
3: Right.
2: Or cost headphones. I mean cost headphones are better than beats. There I said it.
3: Yeah, but um it's more a matter of what you want to have on your head right. and not actually be listening to on the yeah. subway.
2: So
0: we'll be following the uh, the their development, I'm sure. This is, uh, as you guys know, or at least you know, Gary, this type of shit fascinates me.
2: All the more reason <laughs> to start Chunky Radio.
0: Uh, you've <laughs> talked about this, oh, and man. then... Uh, I'm not even saying a streaming service, I'm sit saying it, a radio <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: uh,
3: Let's talk about uh, a little singer. And you can use All Dongs Considered as a Twitter feed. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, taking it back to the old days of five episodes ago. Let's talk about Courtney Barnett. All right. All right, that, uh, verbose noise is Gus. <laughs> Welcome to Gus the really,
3: now. really digs some Australian folk rock. He
0: does. I'm glad you said folk rock because we're going to get to that. <laughs> uh, that song is pedestrian at best. That's not describing the song. That's the name of the song. Uh, <laughs> off Courtney, off Courtney <laughs> Barnett's album on, um, the album, Sometimes I Sit and Think and Sometimes I Just Sit. Did I get that right or did I get it backwards? I think you got it right. Okay. Um, Right now, uh, Courtney Burnett is an Australian singer-songwriter. Her uh, last year was it last year that she put out a series of EPs.
2: The EPs technically were released in the United States in 2013. Yeah, Um, the first EP came out in Australia in 2012
0: with the hit Avant Gardner.
2: Avant Gardner was the big internet, the
0: big breakout hit. She very recently uh, played the NPR showcase at South by Southwest. She is being talked about in the press as the savior of rock and roll, which you know that's so many thumbs down (laughs) here. So
2: we're going to get to that. Have you listened? Has anyone listened to the South by Southwest? I haven't, Uh, and I I, I
0: wanted to before because because that that is. But you're too busy listening to (laughs) Arnie. Yeah, no, because that's one of the things that I think that might unlock. Me as a as a fan of Courtney Barnett. Um I've
2: heard some of the live stuff and it's you I think you would what the things that well, we will get into it. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, Whatever reservations you have might be somewhat eased.
3: So um I, I did watch um a video feed of her live at uh, KXP. Um Okay. KPX, yeah. KPXP. Um sh she was on a showcase out there. I watched about twenty five minutes of that and found her just completely charming. Yeah. Um because I was ready to be like Ugh, Savior of rock and roll, my ass. And then I was like, "Oh my gosh, she's so cute." So I mean,
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's what people usually say about. Like, that's what they said about John Lennon. That's what they said about Courtney Alice. Love. Oh my god, he's
0: so cute. He's <laughs> so cute. So, but but that song has the uh, which which goes gets into every review is is the "Put Me on a Pedestal" and I'll only disappoint you. That's the line that people can't stop talking about, and also uh, stop. They can't stop comparing her to Nirvana. Right, right. <clears throat> which I'll just say, you, and uh, this is disappointing because I, I generally, I'm a fan of Jim DeRogatis. Yes. And uh, apparently on Sound Opinions, he just made the comparison to Nirvana.
2: Listen to it on the way over, and actually he'll <laughs> be even more upset because the quote was, he said, because they both liked the album, not surprisingly, it's in their wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. And um, and frankly, I like it, so I was agreeing with him. But they, um, Jim DeRogatis said, a lot of people are throwing a lot of references around... Elvis Costello and this and that and the other thing. And he goes, but the reference I keep coming back to is Nirvana. And I was like, there's one song on the album that sounds like a Nirvana song. Yeah, yeah. And his point was, it's the ability to go really loud and really quiet with these introspective kind of observant, uh, semi-depressed, whatever, anxiety-ridden lyrics. I, don't, I think if Kurt Cobain put out an album like this, he would be a at least 60 years old by the time it happened
0: yeah well i mean i mean just speaking about that song right now like when people say that and we were saying this before like have they not heard elastica yeah because this is and uh, i love elastica mm-hmm. like and like daria heard it and she's like holy shit like an elastica revival yes uh you know if you don't know who elastica is look him up but it was, it was basically was it all female or was it is it a female it doesn't matter fuck it but can't remember, but they had these great like pop songs, like in the nineties that were you know fuzzed out uh very. Uh, monotonous, very or sort of snotty. Although I don't think Barnett is is, no. is pulling a snotty she's,
3: thing. Well, there's like, there's a different quality, but it's the same same vein, but a different quality to her voice. Uh, what I think it's interesting that she gets that, that she's getting paired to compared to Nirvana, because what I keep hearing with this is Courtney Love and stuff with yeah. Hole.
2: That that was one of the references he said that he, oh, he, oh he really oh really well that's not quite on point.
3: It's not, it's not quite on point because the thing is, is that Courtney Love, who I'm not a huge fan of, sounds like she's bored as shit and doing everybody a mm-hmm. favor by standing up there playing and singing, you know. And I'm, you know, her lyrics are kind of pedestrian at best, mm-hmm. but, um, <laughs> I really like this girl's voice. She sounds more world-weary and forlorn mm-hmm. on a lot of the things, but it's the same story. Of, I'm going to sit here and just talk and talk and talk and right. talk. And then I'm going to sing a little bit. And then she's got a lovely little voice. Um, I, I think that all, I know that there are a lot of lyrics I keep getting pulled out and everyone's talking about them. But overall, I think she does a really nice job with the kind of conversational storytelling. And it's it's kind of uh, reminds me also of like the first Sheryl Crow album.
0: Yeah, <laughs> is that, is that also, it's, it's is interesting? That, because, is that also something people because there, and though? don't say that to the indie kids.
3: Mm-hmm. They don't know who Cheryl Crow is. Oh, well, didn't she date Lance Armstrong? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, uh, it, well, but like you know, like Tuesday, Tuesday afternoon music. It's funny. Or and the song, it was.
0: The song we're going to play, uh, which we'll play in a minute. Elevator Operator is mm-hmm. exactly that. Yeah,
3: it's just her basically just talking about shit that happened, and there's know?
0: nothing wrong with that.
3: There's not. Uh, she's got a lot more depth and takes that. That conversational yeah. sing songy thing to far different depths and far different reaches than Cheryl Crow ever did, but I mean this stuff's not groundbreaking but it 's really really well done
0: yeah it's 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 very much um, like there there's a limit i think to what you can do right with with the the, the sing talk thing. Uh, and uh you know
3: well, but she I mean to be fair, she does break it up on this, um where well, the thing is is that I really liked the the swimmy um shimmery guitars like that she had right, on right, Avant right. Gardner and this is much Cleaner than any of the EPs that she put out. Absolutely,
0: it's, it's a very different vibe. I, right, and
3: uh, I think it, I think it suffers. I don't think it's as good as some of the EP stuff. Well, I listened to Avant
0: Gardner this morning, and I, and I actually didn't like it. Really? Really? Yeah, because I uh, because, give, well, give it like well, nine more listens. Well, what I was going to say is like there's there's a, 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 a type of a type of like the sing talking, which uh, to my mind, something like Michael Stipe did it best, like around the, like Green Area era, and right. it was more like the live stuff that REM was doing. Um, but uh, more recently, Craig Finn with The whole study is doing this, and mm-hmm. he's telling these highly, like, mm-hmm. literate, highly, like, scripted stories. But this, uh, Evan Gardner, at least, was, seemed like, I just sat down and wrote what happened to me in the past 15 minutes. That And
3: I can rhyme lots of things right. all right together. That song's together. about a
0: panic
2: attack, though, on a hot day.
3: Right. Sure. Yeah. I sure. mean, she ends up in, the, in an ambulance, you know, it's... Yeah.
0: Yeah, but I mean, it's it's a literal description of like everything. Thinking of the panic attack, I, I, I guess. What I'm what I'm getting at is that 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 is a good writing technique, a good songwriting technique, mm. but it doesn't necessarily carry. Uh, an album or right. it's like it, it's
3: a it's a it's a trick you employ once you just kick it out and be like
2: the same time check it out i did
3: you this. have one song of it's the end of the world as we know it and the rest yeah. of the songs don't do that yeah, yeah um but it also um some of the patterns and the constant rhyming um, reminded me of squeeze uh cool for cats yeah where it's just like boom mm-hmm. boom 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 let's let's actually listen to it
0: so so people get an idea of this this is the first track on the album uh, it's elevator operator and this is pretty much Nah, sixty percent of the album? Would you say?
2: Is like this? What do you mean? Um well, It's well, a little faster. It to, it's right, a little you... more up tempo, but yeah. Elevator operator.
0: Cheryl Crow's hit from his uh, oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> music club. Uh, no, that is not Cheryl Crow. Obviously, it's basically <laughs> Cheryl Crow off of Prozac. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, there, there's a. Uh... Here's what impresses me about Barnett is that I don't think that's consciously uh, digging into the Cheryl Crow right. influence or anything. And honestly, like I think a lot of our fans would fight me for saying mm-hmm. <laughs> Cheryl Crow,
3: but. Um, They'd have to Google Cheryl Crow first. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> God,
2: oh. I don't think the Youngs like her that much. So anyway,
3: but
0: um, she has this—whether uh, it be a, a, a she's a singer, a musician, or whatnot—and very similar to Kendrick Lamar last week. She's a remarkable fucking writer. Yeah. Like, divorce to delivery from everything about this, and divorced the music from this, but like, that song is laugh out loud funny, yep. and laugh out loud horrific, and laugh, I mean, it well, is...
3: Dead Fox is just... Yeah. It's, it's, and it's super upbeat. If you're not listening to the actual lyrics, you're like, what a fun poppy song, and then you're like, oh my God, she's talking about dead animals on the side of the <laughs> and road. And if we can
2: go back to Avant Gardner, and yeah. I think people yeah. have gone a little too crazy about her lyrics, which I think are great, but they're not... As great as maybe some people think, I think the line in Avant Gardner where she says the paramedic thinks I'm clever because I play guitar. I think she's clever because she stops people dying. Right? Like yeah. one of the All time great right. lyrics. Right. In the last five, yeah. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Right. I, mean, I mean, and that's what I mean. It's, it's this great lyric wrapped in this like I'm going to talk for a while until right. I until I quite get it. It's something you expect in like almost like performance art, mm-hmm. and then you know. But now we have it in these songs, which is, getting back to the savior of rock and roll thing in this, no. Like
3: again with the lyric on Avant Gardner, it's I feel it's kind of the same as like the the musicianship and the the lay of the of that other song. I don't think there's anything on this album that reaches yeah. that. It's close. It's good. It's very good. But I do think that some of the stu- some of the like individual stuff on the EPs is a little bit better. I don't think she's the savior of anything. I think this is a very nicely done album that deals with a lot of genres that everybody in the world's already done. I mean, mm-hmm. John Hyatt and all this talking, everybody's done this and everybody has made clever things. It's basically her having like a weekly therapy session and it's, you know, nicely packaged. But so, I, I don't know that you can do, you know, like I don't know that anything needs to be specifically groundbreaking to be to be wonderful
0: it, it absolutely doesn't I mean I, I'm all about fun albums right um, and this is this is very much a, a fun album if you, you stop
3: us. listening to the lyrics this is a very fun album
2: can I segue over I don't disagree I actually you and I are in a, a similar place um, I would just take it back and say as someone who was a not to toot my own internet horn but a pretty early adapter for Avant Gardner mm-hmm. and had it on a playlist I even had a friend late last year be like, have you heard this? And I was like, (laughs) I had it on a playlist a year and a half ago. What are you talking about? Yeah. So it was a pretty early adapter. There's another song on that AP called Mm -hmm. Are You Looking After Yourself that I think is terrific. Mm -hmm. The rest of the EP, I'm kind of like, it's pretty good. It's not amazing. I had high hopes after hearing the first two singles. I think Deprestin is really good. I think Pedestrian at Best is really good. Um, I didn't think either of them reached the heights of avant Gardner. Right. or are you looking after yourself and it's part of what you said it's a little the productions cleaner she seems to have her shit together a little bit more which maybe means the uniqueness uniqueness the, the unique perspective of this person mm. who's clearly got um severe anxiety issues that she's working out like. It's dissipated a little bit because she's doing all right. I mean, she had a lot of anxiety about is she going to ever have any money? Is she? You know, that's what are you looking after yourself is about. When I when I had queued this up on Spotify, I was leaving work. I hit play. That first song, the Cheryl Crow song, came on, and this huge shit-eating grin spread across my face. Right. Because I was like, even though this is not the most original song, thank God in 2015 somebody made this. Yeah. Because it's a driving rock beat with really interesting lyrics that are funny. The guitar playing's good. The organ, the band is pretty tight on that song. The organ has a nice warm sound. It's a good straight-ahead rock song. The album is doesn't pull any punches it's not trying to be anything other than a good rock album for the most part and that I like
0: i, I yeah I, I would I would tend to agree with that let's uh I, I, I want to say this point and then i want to I want to play this song and then and then we'll address this point um all that is true I think where a lot of this suffers is uh she sort of has only two gears She's the sing she has well, and and this song is actually outside of that um, the song we're gonna play, but sing-talky or loud guitar thing, and then it's mm-hmm. just back and forth. And over the course of a whole album, you get beat down. Mm-hmm. I mean, this this sounds like horrible, but like to hear like that many words like just pummeling
3: you. I have that written down. Actually, the word pummel. Yeah, that it's too much.
0: Is is. It again. It works for a song. It it, but after thirty, forty minutes of that, you're just like, mm-hmm. fuck it,
2: turn I, it off. I think through f- six or seven songs, it's really solid, and then it it becomes well, harder. Well, and harder let's to hear. Say.
0: This is this is sort of her mid year I think. De Preston. About um, yeah yeah. What's so, the fifth song in? Yeah, so let's hear De Preston here.
4: You said we should look out further. I guess it wouldn't hurt. We don't have to be around all these coffee shops Now we got that percolator Never made a latte greater I'm saving $23 a week We drive to a house parking or a lot of room for storage if you've just got one and it's going pretty cheap A coffee, tea, and flour, and a photo of a young man in a van in Vietnam. And I can't think of four anymore. Whether the front room faces south or north. And I wonder what she bought it for.
0: point in the song and like i was saying before we were playing that she has two gears but that's sort of a mid-gear like that is uh and i know it's not but for me at least explicitly recalls war on drugs eyes to the wind Hmm. or anything off that album which is to say uh that album was a uh a big personal statement and And hers is, but and she's using the same language, but when she pulls back from and maybe it is driven by anxiety the 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 flurry, the pummeling of words uh but when she pulls back from that mm-hmm. and then doesn't hide behind her uh just loud guitars like I'm just gonna fucking do this, small poppy, you get this very right. uh very sublime little moment,
2: it's a nice song,
0: yeah. And, uh but that's the only sublime moment in this
3: album. Although, actually, I think the small poppies actually has I think like some some, qui- has some quiet has some quiet moments, poppies. and then all of a sudden, like she, you know, there's a really nice line in that one that says, "I used to hate myself, but now I think I'm all right." Mm. And she kind of delivers it in this deadpan way, mm. which is kind of nice. And then it goes into this like huge wall of guitars, mm. which is is kind of neat. I wonder. Uh, you know, in her future, if it's going to be like Jim James used to be so yeah. incredibly shy and, you know, with the towel over his head
1: and the cape. Um,
3: and, the cape. and then all of a sudden he starts Still to get a cape. little bit more, uh, a little more confidence. Maybe he gets some excellent therapy. I don't know what's going on. But, all the, you know, he puts out like a new life. You know, he puts he, he puts out, the, you know, regions of light. And then when he's singing a new life, he's actually Interacting with the crowd and like you know finger touching you know poke 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 yeah. and all it's like I was j- at
2: that show at the nine thirty club. James, he did,
3: I saw that I saw him do that at like four different places. Yes, he, yeah. he did that at a Jim festival James, James knows up.
2: he's a rock star. Yeah.
3: I know, but that's what I'm. But but he but he's still putting out good stuff. So I am hoping that I mean it may be that the difference in this album from the EPs is that she has gotten a little bit more confidence. You all know, right. she was this unknown person from Australia. She comes over and then she's playing enormous cavernous places around the country and you know being touted as the npr darling of the year and so maybe she will get more confident but hopefully it's you know the music's not necessarily going to suffer because there are examples of people who've kind of come through that and and still done well yeah
0: so so patrick what do you think what are you gonna
2: what are you gonna do with this thing oh i'm i'm i haven't bought it yet my plan is to i haven't bought tickets for nine thirty. I haven't seen her. You can't know. Sold, it's sold out? out. Oh shoot. Well, my plan was to go to the 9:30 and just buy a copy of the vinyl directly from the artist. Um, I'll have to figure something else out, or get somebody else's ticket through a second. But, but you're going to tell the world to buy this shit. I would say buy yeah. it. I mean, I, 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 I don't, don't want. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I have. Look, I have. Like I said, I don't think anything on here is as good as the two best songs on her EP, but I think. Overall, the the pound-for-pound pound quality mm-hmm. of songwriting is higher. I think it's through the first six or seven songs, it's really consistent. It's really good. If you like rock music, uh, as we used to define that in the 90s, mm-hmm. like you're going to like this. Uh, I think it's good. I think lyrically it's more interesting than 99.9% of the stuff out there. I wouldn't tell anybody who's interested in music not to get this. Um even though maybe you would. Yeah. Uh but and I regardless of the hype, like do I think all of the hype is as deserved? Do I think Salon calling her the next Dylan, which everyone's been called, is like like that's Wait, just what? Yeah, yeah. I was like I was like, I really like your lyrics, but I also have listened to every Bob Dylan album hundreds of times. Well, that's Please the stop. one I miss.
0: Mean. We're back yeah. in yeah. it now, yeah, yeah. so <laughs> we're
2: not. So I would say I'm definitely gonna buy it, probably on vinyl. I'll play it a lot. I've already played it more. Then I've probably played any album that's come out in 2015. Have you heard the North Country album? No. Okay, well. Uh, I'd like to play the Kendrick Lamar album more, but we've talked about this. Yeah, I yeah. just get stuck on the one song over and over again. Yep. Um, so I think it's really good, and I wouldn't tell anybody to hesitate to go out and get it And that's listen, listening to this. Like the average person who likes rock or even above average person, whatever that means, on yeah. um, the bell curve of how interested you are in music, like <laughs> – uh, it's good. It's good. If you're get at forty five
3: percent or over the top of the curve, it's.
2: I'm. It's here's the here's the analogy I would make. It's like a short story. A person who had a couple short stories get really good notice in the New Yorker, publishes a first novel, and it's not perfect, and everyone's going crazy for it, but it's really pretty good, and it met most people's expectations of what they wanted out of a really good first novel. And it's not the most original first novel. There are parts of it that are derivative, but it's an it's a fairly original voice. It's it's got some really nice pieces in it. For the most part, it works. I don't know if the second novel will be this good. I don't know if there will be a third or a fourth novel. But right now, like I'm totally on board with this album. Yeah, Carrie,
3: um, I have already bought it uh, on iTunes. Um, the one, you know, the one thing that I, I usually try to go and buy uh, a download from wherever you know, wherever the artist is selling it individually and then pick up an album at the show. Um, On this particular uh, artist, her site does not allow you to do downloads. You have to order... The um the album from her and pay shipping and blah blah blah. So I went ahead and downloaded it on i on iTunes. The good thing about this is that if you if your complaint about the album is that it's not a solid album, it's EP with fillers, it is actually priced at an EP price. It is six ninety nine yeah. instead of their normal nine ninety nine or ten ninety nine. And you can also go back and pick and choose the individual songs that you like on the prior EPs and make yourself a nice little Barnett collection, Um and then buy her album when you when you see her live. Because you go down to the 930 and beg somebody for tickets. <laughs> well, that's
0: a good thing. Um, this is actually uh, why I like doing this. Because I, I think you said earlier, you know, that I was like, I'm not going to build in the hype. Uh, I, I think I am going to buy this. Because
3: um, we, we were so convincing. No, you, no. Because. So here's two, the thing.
2: two lawyers, Kevin.
3: I know. <laughs> it's because of her adorable accent. Yeah. <laughs> No, I mean here's the thing, and we
0: didn't talk about the Neil Finn connection. I I am a uh, more so than a Boston fan, if that's possible, or not Boston third stage fan. I am a massive Crowded House fan, Mm -hmm. massive. Um, And every single solo album by Neil Finn that's been put out, I've heard you say that. Yeah, even the most recent one,
2: I tried really hard, and there's like one song that I liked.
0: And and but but I always listen to it. I'm always like, and I always respect the. when when we <laughs> we interviewed Eric from Midlake at the Lincoln Theater, he was opening for uh Neil Finn and me and Andre just stood by Neil Finn's dressing room, not to creep you out, Neil, mm. if you're listening, but stood by there and Andre's like, just do it, just knock on the door. <laughs> like, I can't. <laughs> um You know, I, I do think this is uh it, we we mentioned pummeling this this by three quarters of the way through this, like I, I've had it like with it but i can like i said i can mix it up and stuff mm-hmm. there's enough stuff that's really really solid in this though that i, I feel like uh you know it, if it doesn't end up in your collection and in your heavy rotation uh then you might be doing it wrong is it is it the savior rock and roll fuck no, no is it even one of the best albums of the year? It's like uh it's, is it's April. Yeah, is it I it, think it'll be in a lot of top 10s. Oh, I know based it. Based on on what what read. Really you mean. know it'll be in a lot of yeah. top 10s, but um you know, but is it is it good? Is it enjoyable? Is it is like if you if you've been waiting for that Elastica reunion, mm-hmm. um,
3: yeah. I'd like to see her do a uh, cover of Six Months in a Leaky Boat, <laughs> because that's nice and peppy, and she can do it on the wiggles with uh, Tim Finn instead of Neil Finn.
2: I was going to say, if you're taking a road <laughs> trip this summer, I, I know it's a little anxiety-ridden, but this could be a great car car album, first six or seven songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the one-two <laughs> punch. Of elevator operator and, um what do you call it? Pedestrian at best.
0: Well, I, th- I think that if you have it in the background, right.
2: you're just like, this is, this is, I mean. Let's it's, go. It's, yeah. And, yeah. I mean, but, you
0: know, if you actually want to sit down and pay attention and like, holy shit, you just said 7,000 words at <laughs> my face.
3: Um, and I'm now exhausted and worn out and need to take a nap.
0: All right. <laughs> All right, so that was uh, Courtney Barnett, right there. Um, our uh, last but not least, uh, this we're going to play a track. This track premiered uh, earlier this week at the AV Club because big press, big you know. We talk about this a lot. I hear Jay Z is their agent. Yeah, we talk about this a lot. But uh, there's I I love this band dearly. They were one of my favorite bands of, of last year. Uh, I've talked to uh, a couple of them. Uh, they they have a second album in the can. I'm talking about Avers from Richmond, Virginia. Um, and it's it's interesting. When I talked to uh, JL Hodges after the show, a Black Cat here, you know, the, it's done. The record's done. But they're, they said, well, what we want is we want to shop it out to people to mix this thing because mm-hmm. we want people blown away, which is hmm. why they're such a good band. Because all of them are... Adept in the studio, like they, they know this, but they want to push that further and be like, "Hell, you know, get outside of, mm-hmm. of what it is." So, uh, the the first product of that uh, right now is the song "Vampire." So we're gonna play that uh, real quick. And so here you go. This is Avers uh, and the song "Vampire" of the so far untitled second album.
1: Them one ear and right out the other side.
0: the first single off of Aver's upcoming, as of yet, untitled album. Uh, the name of the song is Vampire. Uh, I can only... If they're going to be putting out singles, I really hope they can do a cover of Pretty in Pink and put that on the B-side. It'd be amazing! Uh, the the sad fact is, right now, <laughs> as we speak, as we're recording this, um, they're uh, getting ready to play at the opening of Eric Unrebrang's, or. I just said his name really wrong. The guy who runs Toki Underground, uh, his new place uh, down on H Street, you know, immediately following the Surprise Wall A concert. So we will be missing Avers tonight. The Auto Zone,
3: <laughs> yeah, the, at the Auto <laughs> Zone, um, which is not a new a new club. Do not look it up.
0: But that uh, uh, I don't know about you guys, but that has me. Uh, it's it's a little different than Empty Light.
2: Yeah, I like the sound of it. It um I'm look. Girls with Headaches, I just played on repeat after I heard it on your podcast for about a week. It's not quite Girls with Headaches, but I liked it. It sounded like um, mid-period new pornographers a little Uh bit, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I liked it.
0: I dig it. So So look for that. Uh, And with that said and done, that is about our podcast this week. Uh, Thank you guys for coming down. Uh, as usual you can subscribe to us in iTunes. You can listen to us on RD not RDO, Stitcher. Stitcher um, title. And you Spotify. can <laughs> Yeah. Oh shit. If we could No, actually because we are on Stitcher, you can now listen to us on Deezer. I haven't looked it up. I don't know and what, I don't know of what those Deezer are. <laughs> Is it Deezer or Because <laughs> 'Cause I'm pissed. It's probably geezer. <laughs> um, uh, and if you are so inclined, give us a rating in on iTunes. One to five. Probably one. <laughs> Unless I think it's
3: a three easy. Okay. Yeah. Three. Okay. We are better than pedestrian.
0: <laughs> oh. All right. Well done. N- Nice way to close it out. We will talk to you guys in about a week. See you later.
1: me <laughs>